Welcome to the podcast, Enjoy Your Stay. I'm Holly Giles, a super host on Airbnb. Here is where I'll share my heart for hospitality as a short-term rental owner, along with how I started an Airbnb from scratch. Listen in each week as I tackle creative ways to turn a profit in our small town and turn my Southern Florida charm into guest-pleasing stays. Let's get started. Welcome to episode three, does your property have short-term potential? That's what we're going to discuss today. Is the property that you currently have, is it a potential property for a short-term rental, Airbnb, VRBO, all those different options? Is it ready? Does it have the potential? We hope that it does. (laughs) So we're going to follow kind of the guideline that we did in determining if our property really was short-term worthy, that's what I call it. (laughs) In our last episode, we talked about where to start, really doing research in your area, looking up the short-term rentals in your area, surrounding area. I would go, you know, 25 miles out radius, even more if you need to. And so you've done this, you've determined there's a market for it in your area. So now we want to know If the property that you have right now, not if you're going to buy one, we're just going to talk about your property that you have. Now, it can extrapolate out to purchasing, but we're going to talk from the experience that I have particularly. Is is it ready? Does it have the potential? And we're really going to start with some basics. Is, Is it allowed where you live? Where your property is, is short-term rentals allowed? That is a big deal. Right now in 2021, there's just a lot of stuff going on with short-term rentals across the country. Some are being banned. Some are being restricted. Some are only handing out so many licenses. So you really have to research where you live and find out if it's even possible for you to do that with the property that you currently own. Next, if it is allowed, what is involved? Do you need a license? Uh, Here in Florida, we need a lodging license to operate a short-term rental. Uh, That's a state license. Some counties require a license as well. And you also need to look into taxes. Here in Florida, tourism is huge, so we do have tourism taxes on short-term rentals. You need to know what those are and how to figure that in your price uh, if you're not using a platform where, the, where they collect it for you. You need to be aware of that. Next, we want to look at, are you in a community that has an HOA? <laughs> A lot of people struggle with HOAs, and you need to know, do they allow short-term rentals? What is the policy? Can you do a two-night stay, a three-night stay? Is it required to be a seven-night minimum or a 30-day minimum? Those are things you need to know before you move forward in this plan. Now, what are your HOA fees? So we're talking about what is your cost? Next, we're going to move to what is it really costing you to run this property? And I call it your worth it price. What is your worth it price that it's worth to you 
to go through the effort to create a short-term rental in your property, what is the price that you need to make this worth your time and your investment of money, time and money investment here? For everyone, it's going to be a little bit different, but that's what we looked at. Is it is it worth it? What is the cost involved here? What are our expenses? That's really, we're going to start with the basics, our expenses. Do you have a mortgage on the property? What is your mortgage? Write that down. We're going to, we're going to make an itemized list here and we're going to add it up at the end. So what is your mortgage? What is your average power bill? Now, every state is different in your power source and how you use it and all those different things. So my things are coming from being in Florida. We don't have those uh, gas and oil and those different things. We don't have the winter seasons that are going to make that much, much higher in the winter as it does for a lot of families uh, in the north. So what's your mortgage? What is your average power bill? For us, it fluctuates greatly. In the summer, it's hot. We run the air. <laughs> so we probably spend more in the summer than we do in the winter. So you want to find that average, even if you want to add a few dollars to that to kind of cushion your price. Do you have a water bill? A lot of areas have a water bill. If you're on city water, a week particularly are on a well, so we do not have that extra cost, but a lot of people do. So what is your average water bill? Write that down. Do you have HOA fees? What are those monthly fees? Write it down. We're coming up with a monthly, what it costs monthly to run your property with you not living in it, okay? Next is internet. Pretty much everybody uses internet. So you want to provide that for your guests. At a minimum, you need to provide internet. Most things are streaming now. They're going to run off of the internet, your televisions, the phones, all, all those different things. So we need to provide internet unless we're in a remote area that it's just not possible. And that would be great because there's some areas where you want to unplug. But in general, we need to offer internet. What is that going to cost you on a monthly basis? Next is insurance, homeowner's insurance. Now, this is different. You're going to want to talk to your insurance agent. Don't just think that your regular homeowners is going to cover a short-term rental. It does not in 99% of the cases. You must talk to an insurance agent. You need homeowner's insurance for a short-term rental. It is different. Then you need liability. You need a liability policy that covers you in the event of any type of accident with a guest here. You need to cover yourself and your home. So that in most cases is going to be a separate policy, a liability policy. Sometimes that can be an umbrella it just depends on your insurance. We have two completely different policies, but they work together, if that makes sense. But you've got to cover yourself, your home. If something were to happen, someone were to sue you, somebody gets hurt, all those different things you need to protect your investment. And that costs money. 
So that insurance, you really got to find the pricing on that insurance as you move forward. So we're going to add up all these things. Now, do you have extra amenities that cost money at your properties? We have a pool. I don't know how to take care of a pool. I haven't had a pool since I was eight years old. <laughs> I grew up with a pool, but I remember nothing. There was already a man who was taking care of the pool on a weekly basis. So we kept him, but that costs money. That is a monthly expense that we figured in our numbers. So we have to pay for the pool. What about lawn maintenance? Lawn's got to be mowed. Landscaping's got to be kept up. Who's doing that? Are you paying someone to do that? And what does that cost for you on a monthly basis? So any other fees, anything else that's out there, there's lots of, lots and lots of different things, I'm sure, but that was our basic that we're looking at. We had, what is our mortgage? What is our power, internet, insurance, pool, lawn care, all those things, because we also want to make sure that this home can function if we're not. If something were to happen where I couldn't be here, like if I was taking care of the pool or you know, my husband's mowing the lawn, what's going to happen if one of us can't do that? This home still has to function and be ready for our guests. All those factor in our cost. So now we're going to add up those numbers and what's it looking like? <laughs> what is that looking like for you? Then you have to think about your time. You're going to spend a lot of time over there. You are going to be uh, furnishing or you're going to be doing repairs. You're going to be setting up the home for each and every guest. You will be cleaning unless you hire a cleaner. We'll talk about that in another episode. You have to factor in your time. And what is your time worth? Because at first, I was like, oh, I love doing this. I love setting up the house. I love getting it ready for guests and making it special for them. And I would be here. And we live literally three minutes from our rental. So I would just pop over and pop over and pop over. And after a while, my husband's like, do you realize how much time you're putting in over there? And I know you love it. But you have to consider your time, money investment. Now, in the beginning, that's what I wanted to do. I enjoyed spending time here. But if you're looking at this as a business, which this is our business, is how much time are you going to spend? That time is money. So you have to think about that. Repairs. You might have AC repairs. We might have a pool repair. We might have a plumbing issue. All these things. So we do need a cushion or repairs. Something happens, we've got to do that. Maintenance, general maintenance, pressure washing, keeping the plates clean, all those different things are all hard numbers we have to put into effect here. So after we add all that up and we think, okay, this is what it's going to cost us monthly. It's just sitting here. Nobody in it. This is what it's going to cost. Okay, now I'm going to take that number and I'm going to say, okay, this is what it costs us. What is my worth it number? How much money do I need to add to this as the income or whatever you're calling it? If you're making this a business where you're earning an income, what is my worth it number to turn this into a rental, short-term rental? So when you find that number, 
then you have to look at your occupancy rates with your competitors in the area. And what I did, honestly, is I looked at the number and I said, okay, for reality, we're getting started in the month of May, our first month. And, you know, I'm thinking it's going to take a while for us to get bookings and that type of thing. So I'm going to say that our occupancy is going to be half. It's going to be uh, 10 to 15 days out of the month when we get started. That's going to be my thought on occupancy rate. So what is the number that I have to charge per night for that half occupancy to reach my monthly numbers goal? So you might have two different goals. Number one is your goal just to cover your expenses. That's the number you got to find. Okay, well, maybe I need to make a little bit of money. Reinvest. Um, maybe that's my monthly income. You find that number and that's where you get started. We're going to talk about base nightly rate in another episode, but that's what, what I want you to look at. So what are your goals for the property? Again, we're talking about goals here in the beginning and, and we'll be talking about our first guests and different things coming up here in another episode. But what are your long and short term goals for your property? Is your long term goal just to pay it off? So your, your monthly is going to be a different number. Now, we do not want to be <laughs> the cheapest place on the block because that's not fair. It's not fair to the other rentals in your area. You know, everybody has their own goals for their property and we want to be in line with everyone. We, we don't want to undercut. We don't want to, you know, try to put people out of business because there's enough to go around in most places. Uh, here in Florida, there's probably, it could be a shortage. So you want to keep that in mind. What's going on in the area and kind of work, work in that price range there. You know, there's also home sharing, which is a whole nother area of short-term rental. And I am really not familiar with that, but there is, a, I'm sure there's podcasts out there about home sharing and exactly how to do that where you rent out a portion of your home. Maybe you have a cottage on your property, or maybe you have an in-law suite that might be attached to your home but has its own separate entrance. And think about you know, the extra income you could generate from something like that, where you're, you know, you're either putting money away, maybe that's your savings you're adding or you're adding to your mortgage. So those are things you can think about as well. Maybe you have... Uh, apartment above your garage and maybe your teenager college student has moved out and moved on and you could have a little income save for a vacation those are definitely amazing goals to have so there's lots of different ways to have a short-term rental within your property whether it's the entire home or a portion of the home and you'll want to get some more information on that because I definitely, that's not my forte. I have not done that, but I am looking at those different possibilities. And it's really your comfort level. You have to think about your comfort level and uh, how you want to share your home if you want to share it with others and what that looks like. There's a lot of information out there on that. So does your property have short-term potential? After we've gone through this and we've found our worth it <laughs> number 
and we've really kind of ballparked our occupancy. And do we think it's going to work out? We never know till we give it a try. So what's going to be our next move? All right, we're going to look at pricing structure and how we list it and all those different things. But take that time to really do those numbers. <clears throat> and even if, even if you're just playing around with the idea in the home that you live in, go ahead and do the numbers. See what your number would be. See what it would be because it really might open up your eyes to opportunities you never thought of before. This really might be something to think about. Maybe you're going to rent a little, you know, portion of your garage or that apartment or that in-law suite that you're really not using. This can really open up a lot of opportunities. But again, we start with the basics. Our area, is it allowed? If we're going full-on whole house renting, is it allowed? What is the licensing? What is the tax structure? Do we have HOA fees? Does the HOA allow it? What are our hard costs monthly? You got to know that number. What is our monthly cost? Bringing it all together, including our insurance, our power, our mortgage, our internet, our pool, all these different things together. What is that hard number you're looking at that you got to reach every month? What is it where you say, yeah, yeah, this is worth it to me. I'm going to give it a try. So take all those numbers, put it together, see the possibility. Do you have potential? I hope so. So let's learn some new things together in the next episode. Thanks for joining me today. And until next time, enjoy your stay. Are you wondering what draws people to our sleepy little town north of Orlando? Subscribe to Enjoy Your Stay on your favorite app to find out. Tune in to hear my business tips, guest experiences, and along the way I'll showcase the wonders of Florida that make it the natural choice for your next vacation.